right, great to be here. It is First and Now, the official BC Lions podcast. I'm your host, Matt Baker, and um, this is a special day. Uh, we're relaunching this. Uh, we have a new co-host to tell you about in just a second. Um, at first, as always, uh, as is the custom, we will thank our sponsor, the good folks at IA Financial Group. IA Financial Group has over 125 years of experience helping Canadians. Proudly Canadian, IA Financial Group has over 7,000 employees and more than 4 million clients serving Canadians with a foundation of trust from coast to coast. IA Financial invested in you. Contact your financial advisor for more information. And without further ado, um, we're going to welcome a new member of our squad, a new member of our digital squad anyway. uh, If you follow our website, social media channels, you've already seen plenty of his great handiwork. Uh, We've recruited him from Winnipeg. That's right. Nobody's perfect. A big welcome to Nick Kowalski, BC Lions videographer and uh, first and now co-host. He's going to wear that hat as well. Nick, welcome aboard. Thanks a lot, Baker. It's been a privilege so far. I think I'm on week eight right now. Is it now. that? Is it yeah. that? Um, yeah. Is it that? Time's just flying by. I moved to BC on January 13th, so it's been wow. Where we are, I think week eight. And we're recording this uh, on a Friday. I think it's March 11th. Like another eight weeks, uh, you'll be lathering up the sunscreen in Kamloops big time. Uh, we're two months till rookie camp. Exactly. Um, so yeah. we figured all the great, uh, all the more reason uh, to relaunch, uh, to start doing some more podcasts. We're going to aim to do this every week. Um, before we go on and talk about what we're going to do here on this episode, why don't you give our fans and listeners uh, a bit of background on uh, what you've been doing before moving to the left coast? Uh, I think a good starting point would be to say that I'm a diehard fan of the CFL. Mm -hmm. So I follow the entire league. I have followed it for years. It goes back to being at Canada Inns with my dad, having season tickets there, and then obviously moving over to IG Field. But now I've obviously, my loyalty is now with the BC Lions. And um, uh, so my schooling uh, started in media and communications. And my initial plan was to kind of become a sports reporter. I kind of like the broadcasting world and all of that. And I actually did take the journalism path. Um, and then along the way, I kind of realized that I was interested in the content side of things more. And mm-hmm. obviously, the digital content um, is obviously flourishing that industry right now. So um, throughout my schooling, I did I did use a camera. So it wasn't like this was completely foreign to me. but. Um, really after school, which is kind of ironic, is when I really started to take this stuff seriously and I started to get some freelance gigs. I worked for the Manitoba Bisons last year doing their sports uh, games. I also did most of the the CFL games at IG Field last year. So um, I've used all that experience um, to make this a full-time career and come out here. So you're the good luck charm. Uh, you're going to turn around our fortunes at IG Field, right? Well, well you know what? So the thing the thing about what I <laughs> did a, last not season... Not a fun place to go into lately. The thing, what I did last season for the CFL was I usually worked for the road team. Right. In most instances. Including us. Yeah. yeah. And that was not... Um, if you followed games at IG Field last year, you know that the road teams did not have a lot of success. And by not have a lot of success, I mean that I think I recorded like two touchdowns throughout the entire... I saw Toronto... Hamilton got one on the very first drive of the year. And then I was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're set. And then that was it. Winnipeg I remember, uh, yeah, that that was... That was opening night, yeah. the Grey Cup rematch and everything, and we were in Regina because we were playing Saskatchewan the next night, and <laughs> the the wonderful COVID protocols uh, was just holed up in my 
Regina hotel room watching that game, but that was progress because we knew the CFL was back. And, and yeah, um, <laughs> we don't want to talk about this one too much, but we didn't have a good game there in October, I think it was. Like I said, yeah. though, that was par that for the was, course. You were yeah. used to seeing that. It's a dominant right? defense, and they use that to win a championship, right? So. Yeah, and that's a good um, that's a good transition because you and I uh, hung out a little bit at the Grey Cup <laughs> in Hamilton. You were uh, you were doing some work with our pal Darren Bombing, um, and uh, formerly of TSN twelve ninety in Winnipeg, of course. But uh, he, like a lot of others, has parlayed uh, that success into his own career, and uh, that was fun. A uh, couple late nights there in the Football Reporters of Canada hotel suite. Uh, up on uh, Upper James Street there in Hamilton. It was convenient. It was right on my floor. And um, it was kind of a kind of a fun experience because you have the old guard of CFL reporters, the, the guys that are so loyal to this league, and some of us younger guys uh, sort of uh, enjoying that. Uh, that whole Grey Cup experience was a fun time. It was a blast. It, it was, what, four days for us, or for me at least, and that was, it felt like it was like, 30 hours yeah Yeah. it it flew by but that was the whole experience was so many incredible things to really witness and even cover like we Darren and I were lucky enough to actually get into the Bombers locker room after the game so that (laughs) that was an experience in itself and we got to talk to pretty much everybody actually we got we got Stanley Bryant getting emotional on camera we got Drew Altarski smoking cigars on camera it was it was a really cool experience and then also on top of that like just meeting Farhan Lalji for the first time was really neat for me seeing Dave Naylor I was sitting with Dave Naylor at a table for dinner one day I know it's disappointing when you meet those two in person it's all good (laughs) no that that was honestly one of the highlights of the whole weekend for me just being in the presence of so many legends in my mind of this of the canadian media it was it was a blast yes um legends don't tell them that don't stroke their egos <laughs> in my, in, no just for, for someone they're like me guys. they're legends yeah and um what about our pal reed johnson with the mark cast down yeah. in seattle him and his wife who wanted to come experience uh, a gray cup for the first time and i know those of it listening to this podcast who have been to gray cups were preaching to the choir but it truly is a special time i mean it was my first chance to be at a gray cup since 2014 which was here in vancouver and um for me it was only the second gray cup i've been outside of vancouver uh was in calgary in 2009 uh for the infamous too many men on the field every every gray cup i go to has a crazy ending there's the too many men there's the called back uh return touchdown for the tie cats here in 14 and then the whole thing with taking a knee in the end zone there and and uh, the tie cats uh coughing that one up um or or the 90 yard drive where they needed like 94 to win the great cup yeah and they came up that close that, to yeah. a, a touchdown yeah, yeah. um and a, and a cool thing for me is i had the media credential but you know wasn't really working the game didn't really want to hang out in the press box <laughs> with all due respect to our great media colleagues and um the moj bob marjanovich uh, and i uh watched it in the club section which is where all the hall of fame bus are and I think this doesn't get much more cool than this. You're in essentially the Canadian Football Hall of Fame Museum watching the Grey Cup behind a window so didn't have to deal with the wind and the cold. <laughs> and there's the West Coast guy in me coming in. But, um, yeah, you mentioned it, a bit of background on Nick Kowalski, and um, we're thrilled to be doing this, and uh, we're going to aim to do this on a weekly basis. So we're going to talk to head coach Rick Campbell here in just a minute. 
Um, we're going to have some fun with Rick. You know, it, it, it's always football talk with him, which is fine, but we want to sort of branch out a bit and, and talk about some of his other interests. Um, but kind of get your thoughts here on the work him and Neil McAvoy, Ryan Rigmaiden have done uh, adding some big pieces to this roster in free agency. What are your thoughts, Nick? Well, this is something I want to ask Rick about, but if, you, if the average fan can look on the paper right now and see there, there's a there's two position groups in my mind where there's a there's like eight nine starter ca- caliber players but only four or five spots for the starters right, right? so uh those positions in my mind would be the defensive line and the secondary where uh we saw luches purifoy and delvin burrow come here in the secondary in free agency and then there was david menard stephen richardson matthew betts um ivan mclennan Probably forgetting somebody here, but the defensive line, like they brought in a ton of assets to this group. Woody so, Barron was Woody Barron's yeah. the other one, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see like what's going to happen with those two positional groups because if you really look at it, like I said, there's a lot of start. There's not as many starting spots as there are star, starter caliber players in my mind. Yeah, and um, these are names that might not necessarily jump off a page right now, but. You know, you said it, guys like Josh Banks, guys like Tim Bonner, guys who were pretty much pencil in as starters um, a few days into camp last year. They're going to be here, but there's going to be some good competition at some of those key spots, right? And that's what will make any coach or scout. Uh, we have some loyal fans who come to watch training camp and Kamloops every year. That's going to be fun to see those battles. Mm-hmm. Even in going back to the secondary, you got so many players who can play multiple positions. So it's not even a matter of who's going to be the starting, I guess, six if you want to count the Sam linebacker in that group. But where are those six players going to line up? You know, Luches Purifoy is a guy who's been all over the secondary. He can really play any position. Marcus Sale is another guy. Jalen Edwards Cooper was another one who mm-hmm. I know was playing cornerback last year, played a bit of safety. So um, it's not even a matter who's going to start, but it's going to be where are these players going to start too. Yeah. Um, that's And like we said, two months from now, we'll be on the field uh, for the rookies uh, at least. And we'll for sure announce these specific dates and practice times uh, in the very near future. Uh, Before we speak with head coach Rick Campbell, uh, we encourage you to head to bclions.com. All your ticket packet job options for 2022. You know, so many benefits to being a season ticket member. VIP presale access to select concerts, events. Hey, we just announced uh, the weekend Motley Crue, um, BC Place, you get that. You get the option to purchase discounted parking, pre-sale access to Grey Cup tickets if you're a season ticket holder. We were just talking about how much fun we had in Hamilton in 2021. Uh, you get savings over single game pricing, first rights to reserve your seat for the playoffs, merchandise, 15% off. All those benefits go with being a BC Lions season ticket holder. And uh, we have a new family zone. If you're looking to get the kids involved, the youth uh, very, very cheap and affordable family options. Um, the Truly Den, you can read up about that. New sideline seating, you really want to get close. You want to go rub shoulders with Nick Kowalski while he's shooting the game. All these ticketing options available, bclions.com forward slash 2022 season. Rick Campbell coming right up. And we have the man, head coach, co-GM, Titles, more titles unnamed. Rick Campbell with us on first and now, and uh, Matt Baker alongside Nick Kowalski, or is it 
Adam Rita, Steve Barato. That's a great sweater you got there, by the way. Didn't Facebook you? Marketplace never fails. Oh, so the secret's <laughs> out, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for those watching, um, you can, you know, turn to the camera. There you go. Um, we didn't get that out of the way in the first thing, but that is outstanding. Um, I'm happy with it. We might have to start. Let's get Bob on the horn. Let's might have to start reissuing that vintage. Anyway, the coach is with us, and um, it's funny. Him and I were talking um, at the beginning as we record this. I think we're like we're two months out until rookie camp in Kamloops. Um, for you, it must start start to feel real. Yeah. First off, I appreciate your title, the man. I like that. That uh, the man. Yeah, you said I'm I'm the man, so that's, oh, okay. that's one of my yeah, titles. Well, so I appreciate. Someone that. else told me, so it must be true. So. <laughs> it's gonna come quickly. It's um, you're right. We're about exactly two months from now. We'll be heading up the road to Kamloops, which is pretty exciting when you think about it. So um, this off season's definitely shorter than normal, which is a a good thing for all of us, so we can get back to playing football yeah that really hits you lately that we we didn't start until what july 10th a year ago and uh for us still went to the end of november pretty much but um what is the process like now i know uh, the entire staff will be here later this month but you're surely doing all kinds of virtual meetings and getting your playbooks and everything mm -hmm. installed uh, what's that day-to-day -day like coach so the the offense and defensive staffs meet um, on a regular basis on on Zoom, as you said. So they've been doing that. Um, we've also had a few CFL draft meetings. So the CFL draft is coming up quickly. So um, I head to Toronto. A few of us head to Toronto um, later this month. So we'll be doing that. It'll be good to be back at the CFL Combine. We haven't done that mm. for two years. So to do that in person and see everyone again will make things seem somewhat normal again. So that's a big focus coming up is the draft and we'll have several meetings on that. And then uh, the draft is in, um, I believe it's on May 3rd. So um, lots of stuff coming up. And the, like you mentioned, the, the whole coaching staff will be in Vancouver here coming up in a couple weeks. And so again, that's good to be all in person again and, and doing things and getting ready to go. I was going to ask about the draft too. So with it being on May 3rd, I believe the NFL draft is about a week or two before. Um, how April does, 28th. Yeah. yeah, or not even yeah. a week or two, about yeah. five days before. So how does that, because obviously some Canadian players get selected to the NFL draft. So I'm assuming that's something you and your co your staff are monitoring in advance, right? Yeah, that's why, that's why it's so, I would call it late for us because we're going to be going to training camp literally 10 days later from when we draft. But that's so you can kind of see how the dust settles with all the Canadian guys, as you said, on whether they get drafted or they get a free agent deal. So at least you know where they stand when uh, when you draft them. So that's been typical of the last several years is the CFL draft is about a week after the, the NFL draft. How much do you, uh, uh, I guess, value the people who are Canadians who are selected in the in the NFL draft, do they kind of lose stock or do they, do, do you do, care about that? It depends on how long you want to wait for them. So um, in the big picture, you know, when you, you're willing to draft some good players and wait on them, whether that's a year or two, um, a guy like, you know, the latest examples, the local guy, Chase Claypool, 
Um, you know, if you draft him, you're really rolling the dice. But you could draft him late in the draft and kind of take a flyer on him and see what happens. But guys like him is really your, you know, that that's that's likely not happening. But there's a lot of other guys that they get free agent deals or they're drafted late, and um, and you never know how those guys are going to work out. Yeah, it's funny. It just adds another element to the drafting yeah, process. It is. I actually, it's. Um, you know, it's, it's, it makes it more interesting. So, and, and more and more um, Canadian guys are getting looked at, which is a good thing by both the CFL and the NFL. So good on the Canadian guys. Mm-hmm. I guess ultimately it comes down to who the best players, who the best fits are for the organization. And Yeah, you want to, you want to, um, you do, you got to take into factor the fit of the position. But um, I found over time, if you get the best players, um, that's what's going to serve you best in the long run. So um, the focus is finding the best players, but then as we start ranking them and stack, <clears throat> stacking our board, so to speak, as you factor in one would be the position as far as need, and then also the things like the NFL or the other, uh, the other wrinkle that gets thrown into it. Hey, speaking of Canadian content, uh, Nathan Rourke, Michael O'Connor, um, engaging in some regular sessions there in north vancouver and um nick was out doing some filming this week his drone almost got damaged that's another story (laughs) for another day but uh, we won't say who the culprit was but he played for ohio university and i believe um nathan's brother curtis the current the current starter at ohio uh, part of the workouts this week as he was on spring break but just your overall assessment of how Nathan has taken this all in and um, we've had a passing of the torch with Michael O'Reilly retiring and um, just your overall thoughts on that and Nathan's commitment to getting better in year two for him. Yeah, he. the thing I like about him, which I always say, is it, it doesn't phase him mm-hmm. that he's coming in here as the number one guy. His work ethic stays the same, which is a, that I think the ultimate compliment is he... He's shown up here from day one, just comes in to work hard and does his thing. And it's no different this year. He's the same guy, same attitude, all those things. And that's a good thing And that he um, um, keeps keeps on plugging along. So, um, you know, I, I expect good things from him. And I was comfortable when he had to play last year. And I'll be the same this year. Free agency overall, what... Uh what excites you the most on what uh, we were able to bring in? Well, we got a number of guys. Um, number one is I liked the group of guys we had here last year, and I think we were a football team that needed to add some pieces to the puzzle, and I think we were able to do that. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I think we were, add, were able to add some pieces. On, on the defense last year, I thought we did some good things, but I don't think we were consistent enough. You know, we created a lot of turnovers. We made some big plays played well in spurts, but we weren't um, consistent enough um, over time as the weeks went by. And so I think we added some pieces of the puzzle that I think are going to help solidify that part. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the field goal kicker. I think the adding Sean White was a big thing that doesn't always get talked about. But um, number one, he's very consistent. Um, also, him being Canadian helps the cause too, just with our other parts of our roster. And so, I think a lot of good things happen in free agency and guys that will come in and will line up and help us immediately. Yeah, Sean White, we have to get him on soon. He's 
spend a little time with him. He's down the road in White right White Rock, so mm-hmm. get him to drive on up King Edward. Yeah, seen um, seen him uh, posting photos of his little man cave there. Or King his, George, or I should King say. George, Sorry, King George, yes. Yes, yeah. we knew what you meant, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's um, he's all and funny story about him. So um, free agency right after nine o'clock, and uh, he, he came in to talk and, and signed the contract, and and he's wearing some team issued gear, some old gear. He's like, oh, this is uh, this is the first sweatpants and and lion's hat Cato gave me back in two thousand seven. Yeah. So he's sentimental and proud of his roots. That's pretty cool too. It is good. Yeah, we don't. Um Guys being local is not the number one criteria for being a part of the team, being a good player is. But I think it's really great that our quarterbacks, Sean White, there's other guys like Bo Lacumbo, there's several guys Mm -hmm. that are around here and guys that are um, in and around the lower mainland, which I think is a a good thing for our our team on and off the field. Mm -hmm. I think one of the messages that I'm taking away from what you've been saying about the free agency acquisitions is consistency or with what you're looking for this year. So what, and then if you look at the positional group that um, that we brought in the most uh, players to, it would be the defensive line. So what does the, the Stephen Richardsons, the Woody Barons, the Matthew Betts, what do they do consistently that's gonna help this football team? Um, they, they are guys that can impact the game. They're, um, you know, we wanna add to our pass rush. The thing about defense is, um, when the defensive line is playing well, one stopping the run, especially on first down and turning things into second and long. And then also where you can pass rush without having to scheme everything up or blitz all the time. That's also a really good thing for, makes us all look good, our whole football team look good. So we had some good pieces of the puzzle last year, Banks and and Bonner and Guachem and those guys I thought were really good players and they're going to continue to get better so when we mix these guys in with those guys i think it only is going to make our uh, our our d-line stronger and um, i guess just looking at all the players that are on the defensive line now i think the secondary you can say the same about is that there's seven or eight guys that you could easily say are starter caliber players on, on each positional group right so i'm guessing training camp is going to be quite a competitive battle in those positional groups yeah so one other good a good thing in training camp is is if there's stiff competition and hard decisions have to be made at the end of training camp that's a good thing for the bc lions if it's all easy and you know everything that means there's not enough good football players around and i think we're going to be in the mode where um, we have a lot of answers but there are going to be some tough decisions that need to be made um, at the end of camp and that's a good thing for us Mm -hmm. Had a few uh, friends, loyal fans, ask me, Matt, what about the O-line? What about the O-line? Um, the bottom line is, you can correct us if we're wrong, there wasn't really many of those in free agency to target, right? Um, people talk about some of the Americans that are coming in. We have a couple returning Canadians, guys uh, like Sook and Peter who are in here working hard every day. Uh, what can you tell our fans about um, the O-line and that process starting in camp? Yeah, that's always sure has been a hot topic of discussion around here <laughs> yes. for several years, even before I got here. Yeah. So um, I, I like our O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we've created, one is you're right about these guys downstairs working out. Um, there's several of them, Neville and Fig, and yeah. the guys you mentioned. Like, there's several pieces of our O line that are that are working hard, which is which is really good to see. 
Um, we've created just with the way our roster is going to shake out is I think we're going to have the ability to play three Americans on the offensive line if we want to. We'll see how that all works out, but it's good to have options. And so um, we'll see how that all how that all plays out. But it, it's good that we have that flexibility so that we can line up the best five guys and away we go. And then um, um, football's a team game. Absolutely. And the better the running back plays, the better the offensive line's gonna look. Um, the better the quarterback plays, the better the offensive line's gonna look, the better the receivers do. And that goes, everybody, it's an interchangeable thing where we can all make each other look good by the other position groups playing well. So um, I'm excited about our offensive line. I'm excited about the ratio flexibility of um, having some options there to create competition in camp, and and then we'll go from there. And it makes the head coach look even better too. The, the players <laughs> we all, yes, we all makes uh, everyone. All look, yeah, we're all one. Um, few more minutes with Rick Campbell and we want to have a bit of fun here too it's been geez over over two years since you were first hired right December 2019 yeah. and uh, your your first season on the sidelines here was delayed and and you're uh, and that's one thing we say to people is you're all in you're living here full-time year-round um, near BC place um, what have you loved most about living in Vancouver um, I'm I'm liking the winters better. I, yeah. I've lived in my in my time. I've lived in Calgary and Edmonton and Winnipeg, so <laughs> you can figure out what January is like in those cities. So I'm not. You don't have to I'm tell not, Nick about I'm the not, Winnipeg winters. I'm not missing my uh, ice scraper or my snow shovel or things like that. So mm-hmm. um, obviously, it's a beautiful place to live. For me, it's pretty neat because I've um, I'm originally from the state of Washington, so I'm a kind of a West Coast guy. So to be back in this uh, neck of the woods, so to speak, again, is pretty cool for me personally. And obviously it's a beautiful city. And I think I can see how people could take it for granted here. Right. If you've lived here for many years or grew, grew up here like you did, is, um, you know, the mountains and the water and um, boats and all the things that are unique to Vancouver are, is pretty good. So, um you know, it's all all in all been great. I, I officially moved here full time about two weeks before the whole pandemic started. So right. I literally, <laughs> my time living here has been the pandemic. Yeah. But I think it's been a pretty good city to live in as far as that goes, just with uh, the weather and the options of doing things outside and um, and all those things. And I've told both of you this. Um, I did live in Winnipeg for a year as a kid. Timu Solani's rookie year with the Jets, by the way. Oh, so that was, he scored like 70 goals. So that was a good time to be living there. And I say to people, the people are fantastic. Yeah. And, and I mean that. The people are fantastic. The people who grew up there, live there, they swear by it, right? But you're right. It was an adjustment. Like, no mountains? What's going on here? <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, so I know you've, uh, Nick, uh, since you moved here, have been enjoying some outdoor spots. Um, you know, any any outdoor spots you want to recommend to Coach Rick? I know he's checked out a few of them, but hmm. I haven't got I haven't drifted too far away from Vancouver area, but I'd say I liked Lynn Canyon Park. I don't know if it's, it's in North neat. Vancouver. Yeah, been yeah, there. I liked there. I liked I went to Golden Ears last weekend too for the first time, so that's like a little kind of mm. a a close waterfall. Yeah. I think like the that. I think what people wouldn't understand, because I didn't, I visited Vancouver several times and spent time here, but that within 
30 to 45 minutes, just say you're downtown Vancouver, that if you drive within 45 minutes of downtown Vancouver, the stuff you'll see yeah. is you won't see that in any other city. You can feel I don't, like I don't know any city on earth. I mean, I'm yeah. less, I, I know a lot about Seattle and stuff, and Seattle's right. a beautiful city, but you can't even do that in Seattle where right. you're driving to Lynn Canyon or um, wherever. I mean, multiple spots you can see on the ocean or you're seeing waterfalls or mountains. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. And I did, as you know, I did the grouse grind several times. Yeah. And just to be able to do that, that I can drive to that 20 minutes from my house. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? That's pretty good stuff. That's what you got to do, Nick. The grouse, the grouse. I've heard of that one, yeah. It's be a test. Of that right? uh, about halfway up or three quarters of the way up, you won't uh, think it's that great. <laughs> it's a nice leisurely <laughs> you'll, walk. You'll, you'll yeah. be wondering why you did it. About the weather, though, it's it's the one thing I've been telling people here, like how lucky, like people that are from here, like not even lucky, but like how you should be like grateful for it. There's no snow. It's it's above zero on there pretty much every day. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's gone in 12 hours, though. It's raining now. Winnipeg, yeah. I know, like, my, my parents was back home. My A lot of my friends, like, their yards are, like, their fences are f- up to the top in snow. Uh, right now, it's still, so. Yeah? It's it's crazy no, there. All those, all those are great cities, and I loved living there, and the people, like you said, are great there. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. Um, I don't miss, I always remember March, and thinking, you know, March, you're ready for spring to roll around. And I know in places like Winnipeg, it's today i think it's like minus 21 and yeah you know what i mean it's it's uh so anyway having to bundle that was one thing my parents said yeah having to like bundle up just to go to the end of the driveway to get the newspaper in the morning that's just something you, you never have to think about doing but. starting your car every day to heat it up yeah um yeah exactly <laughs> plug the car in <laughs> yes um you're a music guy uh hear the tom petty blaring from the office sometimes um what your all-time favorite artist? Is he up there? Um, he would be. I'm a I'm a product. Um, you could figure out my age by knowing that I'm a product of like the late '80s and then mm-hmm. definitely the '90s grunge and all that stuff. So that's kind of my wheelhouse of my high school and and college years. So, um, but you're right. I'm a music fan. I I would sit in my office and I would prefer to listen to music um, in the background as much as I can. So. I'm definitely a streaming music fan, so that would be uh, the best ten dollars I spend is having access to all the mm-hmm. all the music I want. So definitely into that. Lithium on Sirius XM channel thirty four. I think that's yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's Lithium's solid. good. Yeah. First concert. I think it. I think it was in excess, which is a okay. pretty good one. So I, um, anybody who's older than. 35 or sure 40 do you know who NXS is I'm sorry oh my gosh okay well, well, we'll you're I know you're we'll only uh, like, I know you're only 22 we'll years old or whatever, anybody who's we have to 40 teach or older right now should know who yeah. NXS is so big 80s and 90s band and um, a little bit ahead of their time well I'm not quite so. 40 but I I do know NXS I actually saw them I think it was um it was Vancouver 2010 Olympics um my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, got tickets to a medal ceremony, and they were performing. So that was kind of. I don't of, know. Their lead I, singer passed away. Well, so. no, it's, oh, it's the it's other with, guy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not it. with. He was a Canadian guy. Yeah, with the current singer. I yeah, can't you got think it. of yeah. who it was. Yeah. I can't say his name either, but he's actually a Canadian guy. Yeah. So um, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So I remember. Yeah. 
some of the memories of those Olympics are a little, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure we saw in excess. Well, you go back to your Sirius XM and listen yeah. to 80s on 8 or yeah. something like that, and um, you guys should uh, educate yourselves on good music. There you go. I'll what was check your, it out. What was your first concert? Uh, Three Days Grace. Oh. At the MTS Center in Winnipeg. Or whatever it's called now, yeah. It's Canada Life yeah. Place or something. Yeah, they keep changing it, yeah. Three Days Grace. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. I was uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. 1997 at yeah. G- what was then known as General Motors Place. Um, That's pretty good. That was, That's a good one for your first concert. Yeah, they were. It would have been. It would. They would have been touring after Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, the famous double disc there. So that was. Uh, that was fun. Um, certainly miss going to concerts the last couple years. No kidding. That's going to be good to have that. Yeah. Back going. Yeah, Nickelback on Canada Day. That might be fun. Well, who's coming to BC Place? Is it Definitely and Motley yeah. Crue? Who isn't coming to BC Place? Yeah, <laughs> Motley. That, that one act is Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jets, and I'm missing someone in there. But and then the weekend is also coming. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you're a, if you're a Lions season ticket holder, you do have the pre-sale access to all those. So. I think even like a Billie Eilish is coming soon. Am I mistaken? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of big names. And like I said, Nickelback on Canada Day. They're playing that. I didn't even festival. know that. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go? My wife won't go with me. No. <laughs> I like Nickelback. I have no I, shame in that. Yeah. You like yeah. Nickelback? Don't be afraid uh, to admit it if you do. Uh, That's okay. I know. It. I know it's a stigma. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I like them. They actually, you know, joking aside, they do put on a good show. Um, I saw them in Las Vegas, took my dad for his 60th birthday a few years ago. We saw the Canucks and Golden Knights, and then Nickelback happened to be doing a residency at the Hard Rock. And that, that was, it was a cool show. It was. They're, they're Alberta guys. Yeah, Hannah, Alberta, I believe. Is it Hannah? All right. Yeah. Look at you. You got your music. We might have to have a music <laughs> trivia thing going here. Yeah, let's. Let, Forget football yeah, for why, now. Let's, why are we talking why, football? Yeah, why are we talking about the offensive line and the X's <laughs> yeah. and O's? And uh, um, hey, uh, while we got you here, just for a couple more minutes, um, this is fun. Um, we talked about the preparation, and other than the draft prep and camp, is that pretty much it? What else? Uh, what other areas uh, do you have to focus on before we head to camp? Well, the playbook stuff's big, so you want to. We we do a bunch of self scouting. Um, one thing that companies and businesses are always interested in sports and especially football is that we we're kind of ahead of our time of um, self-evaluation so we do a whole bunch of that stuff we call it self-scouting but it's basically looking at everything you do and seeing the good things you do and building on them and correcting the things you don't do so that's always been a part of football for a long time so that's a huge huge part of of how we self-evaluate ourselves and because you got to be always evolving with the game, so that's that's a big focus, like I said. And then um, the draft's big, and then I've been working with our football ops people on um, planning training camp. So um, just making sure we got all our ducks in a row as far as um, practice times and meeting rooms and all that stuff. And so a lot a lot goes into it. And if we do it right and we're prepared well, then that. Training camp's a fun thing, you know. It's you get to focus on, uh, on, uh, on uh, getting getting ready for the season. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Well, uh, I know we've told Nick about how awesome Kamloops is. I think you drove through there on your way here. Did no, you I can't. I came underneath. Okay. Well, yeah. I think a big part of our preparation for training camp should be 
you know, if we play music during warm-ups, you know, as our players are stretching and stuff, yeah. that we probably should organize a good playlist. Yes. So that we're not screwed up on that front. Last playing. year, kind of flying by the seat of our... We found a couple good ones. You know, but we'll, we'll maybe, we, maybe we can have a meeting about that of putting a playlist together for for training camp so they're hitting on all the good bands. I like it. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Nickelback. All right. Let's <laughs> go. That's my request. Yeah. <laughs> day, day one, all Nickelback. Yes. Well, we'll do a th day one, we'll do anthem rock. Day two, we can do the, the R&B hip hop and then... We can go a Tom Petty era. Day yeah, like 80s on 8. We've got like 19 days up there, so yeah, we can really <laughs> diversify. Yeah. I love it. There okay, let's let's get on that. Thanks for this, Coach. You betcha. All right, Rick Campbell on first and now. We'll wrap things up momentarily. All right, wrapping things up on uh, the first episode of the new season of first and now, Matt Baker, Nick Kowalski. Um, very fun stuff with uh, Coach Rick. Very interesting fellow. Um, trust me, when football's on, he's football. He's intense, all that, in a good way. But um, kind of cool to talk about uh, music and, and other things with him. And you had to look up in excess after we spoke. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a little of a uh, little bit of homework for uh, my music uh, uh, listening. I'm uh, I, I am I am intrigued and excited to come up with a playlist for training camp. That was uh, that was fun. That was that was fun talk. So um, I'll come up with the newer stuff. I, I can handle that. Yes, <laughs> and I um I was impressed by by what he said. Uh, the reaction to the offensive line. He kind of had some fun with it. He's kind of like, oh yeah, that's always been a talking point. Um, yeah, and he's right. Uh, the bottom line, um, this team upgraded at a couple of positions that it needed to upgrade. And um, contrary to what the average fan watching the game, and, and we're those guys too, if a play breaks down, it's not always the fault of the offensive line. I think that's something people tend to forget. Yeah, I mean, if, say, there's the quarterback's in the pocket for six seconds and he gets sacked, like oftentimes we don't exactly know what's happening or why that's happening and mm -hmm. the average fan will be like oh the offensive line they didn't do their job but in reality there's so many other factors that come into play right so there's coverage sacks there's there's all kinds of things that go into it yeah. so um very fun and uh, we're very much looking forward to doing more of these and um it's gonna be you know as we build up we'll get to within a couple of months of training camp this will this will really heat up. I, I like this studio setup, by the way. Those watching can see it, but um, we'll have to start thinking of areas and cam loops we'll go record. So um, I'm at BakesTakes84 on Twitter. At first and now, you can find the podcast, uh, whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe, leave us a review. Nick, your Twitter handle? Uh, it's Nick underscore Kowalski, and the Nick is N-I-K. So just like Nick Lewis. That's what I tell people. Aha, there you go. Had Nick here as a running back coach in 2019. Very interesting guy. Loved, uh, loved talking football with Nick. Uh, one of the all-time great players in this league, of course. So there you go. That's a good, uh, that's a good reference point. Um, we thank you, the listeners. As always, thanks to head coach Rick Campbell. And uh, Nick, you did good. I think you're going to get on full-time as a co-host here. That's good. Sounds like a plan to me. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And believe you me, um, we have some exciting video content projects on the go here in 2022. Uh, you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, we can't say anything really more at the moment, but... 
you are going to be very, very impressed. Uh, Matt Baker, Nick Kowalski first. And now, uh, thanks to our title sponsor, IA Financial. And we will talk to you real soon, folks.